I'll let Travis start the show. I'll stop. Swilly Willy, it's Hotline League episode 80. And boy, do we have a great one for you. I know no one is watching live because everybody's watching Teamfight Tactics or playing Teamfight Tactics. But you VOD watchers and podcast listeners will really enjoy this episode. Uh, first, let me go ahead and introduce my constant co-host, Mark Zimmerman. How's it going, Mark? Mark, why are you muted? I was muted because I was typing up the tweet. You got through that intro much faster than I thought you would. I thought yeah. you were going to be like, well, oh. we got a six-way tie basically at the top of the standings and uh, joined by an arrow. Okay. Well, what, how have you been? Uh, I've been pretty good. I've been anxiously waiting for Team Fight Tactics to come out, and it's finally came out. So Yeah, that's how I feel. But let it be remi- clear here. We didn't do the show yesterday because you asked to do it today. You could be playing Team Fight I, Tactics because we could have completed it yesterday. Wow. You know what? I had other engagements yesterday, but I, I really should have just canceled everything today. Yeah. Okay. Well, we should have done this Saturday night after LCS. I don't know if that's a good idea. Anyway, Anero is also here. How's it going, Anero? Pretty good, man. Yeah. What's up? Glad to have you back on the show. It's been a bit, I feel like. Yeah. I mean,. You only uh, call me up when someone cancels on you, so it's fine. Well, no I one understand. canceled this time. We were just really desperate. Um, either way, welcome no back canceled. to the show. I just got left on. I just got left on red by a bunch of people. So yeah, that's been me it's a lot lately. Uh, do you? Yeah. Do you? <laughs> are you enjoying? Because uh, you guys are number one right now, right, in the standings. Uh, yeah, LCS is number one. Yes, I mean, along with five other yeah, teams, unfortunately. Nice. But you are still, still number first. one. Uh, that feels good, I'm sure. Uh, let's uh, Before we get into the show, I do want to shout out Alienware. Thank you so much to Alienware for supporting the show, sponsoring everything we do. It's awesome that they're doing that. There's a woman using an Alienware computer right behind me, and she really enjoys it. Um, anyway, Mark, what's this past week been like for you besides Teamfight Tactics? Anything interesting happen? I finished my D&D campaign. We killed an ancient blue dragon. Um, am I... Short, red-headed, Irish drunk monk retired to a sky castle with a cloud giant. Who do you um, play D&D with? A bunch of the casters and riot people. So Captain Flowers is usually at the campaign. Riv, James, Dash, I should say. Uh, Freak DMs it. And then we have uh, someone from our like EVS team, which is like they're the ones who cut up the footage and stuff. Alex and uh, our stats bot, Chloe. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. Yeah, thanks for the invite, man. Appreciate it. Hey, I'm glad to see you working at Riot now. Because, you know, all of us are rioters. Well, you're a rioter? You too, if you wanted to. I had a badge. I, I lost my contractor. badge. Yeah, so I, I, I used to have a badge. I lost it on... I shouldn't say I lost it. It was revoked uh, on Thursday. Oh, really? I'm not... I don't think I well, work you were not to be clear. Office. You were not a riot rioter or a riot employee before. No, I was a contractor, and some contractors get badges to come in to work. Okay. Um, even though you're not a rioter, you're not a red badge. You just you can come in to work, and they they have a badge for people. Okay. I don't think I came in enough to warrant the security risk. You know, in air quotes, that I was. Yeah. Um, nice. So coming in once a week is not enough, apparently, to have a badge. So I lost my badge. Well, uh, Enero, what's the last week been like for you? Uh, I mean, it's just working. When, when we're in the season, man, there's not really much of anything going on. 
I don't really go to the parties and stuff people go to, so. I mean, you could. Oh, yeah. I, I, uh, I work. Did you skip the the offline TV party too? Yeah, I don't go to those. Yeah, fuck those. You don't go right? to my parties either, apparently. Dude, I apologized for that. Well, I forgot, and <laughs> I sent you a pillow. That's true. I really thought we were past this. That's true. We are. I, thought, I just I Mark you... brought it up, and then it it was just a trigger, you know. I like how hey, he admits he just it. forgot about it. Not yeah. like, oh, I, I plans plans came up, you know. Yeah. I he sent you a like reminder email. He like three weeks out, and then you emailed me a reminder as if I ever checked my email. The email account that you sent it to, by the way, I have like one thousand nine hundred something. Okay, well, that email that we sent it to was the one that you signed up for, the thing with. You can't yeah, blame me. I... You're like the email that you sent it to. It's like, well, that was the email that you gave us to send you it to. Yeah, I'm not going to sign up on the RSVP thing that I don't know the website of with an actual email. That gets my burner email immediately. Well, I'm yeah, just saying. I, I agree. It's I'm just, just a party, Travis. Just fucking write some, write some things and mail them out like the good old days. <sighs> if you really wanted me to come, you would have DM'd me on Twitter like, hey, man, can't wait to see you tonight, XO. And yeah, I well, I wasn't going to DM everyone individually. It was a test to see who my true friends were, and Mark made it. So, All right. somehow... He had to pressure me so hard, fine, though. Dude. Yeah. You missed out on the offline party. I went crazy. I saw that cool crazy. photo booth. My timeline was covered with that fucking photo booth. Yeah. Normally, I go home early at these things, but I actually closed it out, and then uh, Peter and I went and got ramen with a friend. Oh, so it was actually good. I thought you were trolling. No, no, no. I actually, yeah. Uh, other than that, yeah. uh, let's see. What do we got? We got uh, Team Fight Tactics came out today. We can talk about that. We have, I think that's it. That was the only thing. No, we've got six teams tied for first place. That's an interesting stat, stat that you don't normally get. Uh, we got, uh, I don't know, Mark, what else happened in the past week? I think... Uh... To be honest, outside of LCS and everything that happened there, it wasn't that crazy of a week. Let me go look at the top threads on Reddit to, from the last week, but I don't think I'm really forgetting anything. I mean, Rick that's what I'm looking at, too. And normally, by the way, uh, chat will help fill us in if we forget anything. It was kind of a quieter week, I think. And maybe it just feels like it was a bigger week because everyone was talking about teamfight tactics for the past uh, seven days. So Yeah. Uh, I mean, people are opening MS Paint now for ProView. Oh, yeah? Cool. I don't know what, if an arrow as a coach has uh, thoughts on that. I mean, I think it's cool. I was advocating in, like, the first week. It would have been really <laughs> cool because we were doing this, like, sponsor thing with uh, the people that do glasses for us. And I was like, I mean, you Are you not going to shout out the name of the comp company? Oh, I mean, I don't know if you want me to, like, Zenny Optical. Zenny Optical? Yeah, they're pretty sick. We and don't have a like... glasses company sponsor. So if, if uh, you know, until that happens... And who knows? It could happen any day now. Uh, you can say the name of a competitor. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, Zenny. But I was like, what's to stop us from just spamming that in the chat? Like, yeah. buy Zenny, buy Zenny. Like, it seems like yeah, I suspect that. they won't let you do that. Yeah, I don't think we're able to do it anymore. I don't know what happens. You probably can. But... I assume that while Riot was probably feeling really torn about the MS Paint thing, because... While it was great advertisement per, for ProView, and it went all over the place, and the tweet popped off and all that stuff, I also am like imagining Riot doesn't want to encourage people to put like uh, TeamLiquid.net/store or I love you, Travis, or anything like that into the 
yeah. MS Paint or the Notepad. I, or whatever. I, um, I talked to Apollo and I tried to get him to uh, message me on uh, ProView, but he didn't do it. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I mean, we could have gotten away with it in the first week for sure, but no yeah. one did it. So, BG. But- while there wasn't very much news, I do think there's a lot to talk about because we are three weeks into the split, so that's about a third of the way, and we're starting to see what teams are the best and what teams aren't, and it's actually quite interesting to see so many teams that are tied. I think there's an interesting conversation around the teams that are at the bottom. 100 Thieves got a win. That's great for Holy them. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You got that three happened. teams that are tied at the bottom. FlyQuest, Echo Fox, and 100 Thieves. The fall... A fly quest is actually pretty crazy considering how well they were doing last split. Um, I mean, it's just like there. I think there are some interesting stuff to talk or some interesting things to talk about. Yeah, I mean, even CLG being tied for number one is pretty impressive. I think it's the first time they've even been tied for number one since Dardock was on the team <laughs> three years ago. Yeah, Jeez. I mean, it's been a bit. It's been a bit. It's been so a I bit. do. I'm actually really excited about the calls that we're gonna get um, and sort of see what people want to talk about. Um, should I do the spiel? Should I spiel it yes, up? Yes, give the spiel. All right. So if you guys have never seen the show before, the way this works is we have a Discord that we're doing the show on. So I'm spamming it in Twitch chat right now. Come and join the Discord. Click that link. Once you get here, join pleb calls, pleb calls to you or sub calls. Uh, once you're in there, you can mute your microphone. And then in the pleb topics or sub topics text channels, that's where you're going to go ahead and write out whatever it is you want to talk about. Uh, you think uh, FlyQuest is better than they're showing, they're going to rally back, and you want to talk about that, You know, just go ahead and type it up. If I like your take, I'll pull you from the Pleb Calls voice channel into the waiting room where you'll hang out until it is your turn. Uh, once we are ready for you, we'll do a quick mic check, and then you'll be on air. And if you are a sub, first off, thank you for being a sub. Really appreciate it. Uh, at, but also be sure to join the subtopics chat because you can. it moves a little slower, and we do make sure to pull people from there. So... It does give you a bit of a better chance than if you are in the Plip Topics chat. So uh, that's that. I think other than that, um, yeah, I mean, actually one thing I'm interested in, in hearing, I don't want this to turn into the Teamfight Tactics episode, but it would be good to have, I'm curious if people um, call in and want to talk about Teamfight Tactics and say, you know, maybe I've watched it and it doesn't look good, or I'm confused as to why people care about this. Or they say like, hey, I'm watching this and it feels like this could be an eSport uh, I don't know. It just I would it would be interesting to talk a little bit about team fight tactics because I think Mark and I myself have it a lot on the brain right now, even if Anero does not. Anero, are you gonna play it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I already played it some. Okay. Um, I think it's uh. Oh, Holy shit, shit he's got so dark. Yeah, yeah, he's changing the settings for sure. Oh. Uh, bad. I opened my phone, and then it was already on the light thing, and I messed it up. Yeah. I'll fix it. Um, no, dude, I love that game. I played it once and I'm addicted. So okay. I really want to play it more, but I'm hard stuck out of it right now. Nice. In the login queue. Well, it's tragic. Oh, yeah. That reminds me I need to like move Travis around. And I refuse to leave. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Just throughout the show, Mark, I'll remind you, you remind me every 20 minutes we click in and do something on the client. Yeah. Yeah. I can see Kobe's right, playing right now. The... Good. You want to? Wanna... Yeah. Why don't you go do a test call and I'll read out some subs? Subs for subs, as uh, Team Liquid would say. <clears throat> Go ahead and pull these up right now. Shout out some people before the start of the show, but new shout outs. Uh, Coco Kanja for eight months. Girlfriend broke up with me today. Cheer me up, Travi. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have 
the last person you want to come to for dating advice, given how things have been going for me lately. Uh, right, right, a CS1, uh, three months, RAF for three, laziness for 13, wrist nubs gaming uh, for four. And we've got Coco Conja here. Coco Conja, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from the best city ever, Detroit. Detroit. Is it the best city ever? It's the best this year. Okay. Because it's in... Finals are coming to my home, man. Yeah, okay. I just don't know if that makes it the best city ever. Let me be excited. Yeah, well, Detroit, I'm pumped. Uh, It's going to be great. I love it. And it sounds great because you're telling me it's great. Either way, Coco Kanja, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Uh, I want to talk about how optic actually is good. And they're about like one to two changes from being probably like a top three team with those other guys. This is a bold thing to say when you like you could have called in last week when they were 4-0 but they lost and so now you're calling in which is i, I might have tried yeah I just not picked it up i appreciate it well so okay so why are they you said that they're a top team and they're just shy of top three yeah so, so why do really you believe that me was the the games that they lost this week weren't like they got blown out they they were close losses um, to me, at least, watching the game was like when I was watching the TL game, I was like, "This is actually really close. Like they might be five and one. Oh shit!" But um, yeah, I think like they're if they work out something at the top or with the in the bot lane and fix those, like there's nothing really too wrong. But those seem like their weak points. If they can improve those, they'll be very good. I think. Hmm. Uh. I'll let Anair, you want to go first or should I go first? Uh, I mean, yeah, I can go first. I, I think um, I think the mid-jungle is good. I think their team looks consistent enough when top lane's on a tank. Um, and bot lane is really hit or miss. I think they're like middle of the pack to lower end bot lane together as a duo in terms of how they lane together. Um, but I mean, now being able to watch ProView and you get to watch like individual player perspectives, you see a lot of the big weaknesses. And I think that Dokla has a lot to work on when playing carries. I think he does fine when he's on tanks, which is what, like the first four games, he was just chilling on a tank, right? Like I think he had Poppy for two of them or something like that. Three, and I forget what his other three. game was. But yeah. It was like all tanks for the most part. Like when he's on tanks, I feel like if the meta's around that too, it really suits them because they don't have to worry too much about top lane impacting and their bot lane's at least like serviceable enough to make it work. And mid jungle's playing well, but uh, I don't think they'll be like a, a super top team. I think they can make playoffs. Like they had a really good starting. Um, but yeah, I, I think when you have weaknesses like that, you're too meta dependent, which can be problematic. Yeah, I think uh, to Coco Conjure's point, I thought that the losses to this week were convincing in the sense that like, oh, they're clearly a decent team. Uh, they didn't get slammed. They didn't look at completely out of their depth. But you said something concerning at the end, which is like, oh, if they just shore up their problems, then they'll be better. But like they have like probably what I would call like skill problems, which are really hard to like shore up over the course of a season. Whereas like sometimes it's like coordination. Sometimes they throw in the late game. And those are also hard to clear up. Like every problem is hard to fix, but like, Dokla probably isn't just going to suddenly magically learn how to play tanks like an arrow is saying that's like what the problem or excuse me that he can't play carries which is the problem right now yes like you can try your best to teach him how to do that but that's like a pretty massive problem and so 
they kind of got exposed this weekend in draft. You can kind of just target his tanks, uh, and then you can just abuse him in the top lane. And um, I think they're a good team. I agree with an arrow. They'll be a playoff team. but And I think they will probably snag some wins at some point over other top teams because those games were close enough that I think they could do it. But I, I think there is a, a ceiling on this team because of some of their deficiencies, I guess, that don't get improved easily. Yeah, Coco, yeah, I think... Like, oh, go ahead and arrow. It might be my mic. I'm looking um, at that, too. No, like, there might be um, other things going on that obviously impacts how they, like, play the game, but I just spend a lot of time at LCS right now um, focusing on actually watching people's pro view for people that I've had concerns about or didn't know too much about just to see what it's like, and yeah, I just noticed a lot of things, especially on the Irelia game, and that seemed a little iffy and it seemed like that's a weak point for him but i mean he could just be putting time on it too or wasn't comfortable with the matchup but it looked like a lot of mechanical things later on in the game with the way he was like throwing ease and stuff and fights that i have uh, actually two two questions following up off what you just said there uh one mm -hmm. is about as a coach you know how you're using Provi right now is that the kind of thing do you even watch the mainstream anymore or do you just pick specific things like how you don't need to give away all the secret sauce of how you're using Provi, but I think it would be interesting to hear how a coaching staff is using it um, in the games. Yeah, so I don't watch the mainstream at all anymore. I don't really think there's a point. I just put ProView of each side's like vision. So I have like something there, so I can also see like chat. And I just watch different people each time, and then I try to go back and watch um, specific players. So like at least with chat, which hopefully at some point they find a way to let us move the cameras, the player cam, so we can read chat really easily and we don't have to find the specific players that have chat that's visible. Um, to see, like, who's timing things, like, if they're regularly missing certain timings. And then, yeah, just watching people's own mechanical mess-ups. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Coco... Uh, so then my... Oh, go ahead, Mark. Sorry, I forget you had a second one. Sorry. Yeah, my bad. Uh, just because these are probably questions that we're going to have uh, in general. Well, actually, this one's more specific. I guess about the Aurelia point. So one of the things that, like, you know, it's hard to know exactly who's at fault with Doka playing carries, but they almost never play around him when he has a carry. And they had Sejuani Aurelia that game, and they, like, never ganked the GP uh, with Aurelia Sejuani, which is, like, the, one of the major strengths of playing Aurelia is her combination with Sejuani and her ability to stack up stuns really easily and pull dives off. If you aren't going to get played around, and you know you're not going to get played around, would you just completely avoid that pick or would you still take it and tell Dokla like you still just have to play aggro even if you're not getting support because like he was pretty much not taking trades from what I could tell when I was watching um, but like I wonder how someone like the shy or wonder or like any like licorice would play it even if he's not getting jungle support like what do you think um, would have been like the, the cure for that game or, or is there just none if you're not going to get ganked for I mean, well, from the draft they had, they could have just put Irelia mid if they wanted to and just picked something else top if they were concerned about that. Um, I think if there are problems like that, teams are aware of them. Like, I'm not going to pretend like Optic's not aware of issues they might have around it. It may have just been like an off game too, um, where they had a different plan in mind. But if that is like a problem point for them, they could have easily just put him on something he's comfortable with. It's not like teams have been spamming Poppy in games, so it's not like they were playing a like meta top laner to begin with. Um, they could have looked for something like that and just had Aurelia mid, but 
uh, I guess they felt like they got more out of putting it somewhere different. So, I don't know. I think if someone does have limits in their champion pool, you do have to work around it, though, and avoid putting them on that champion. That's why flex picks exist, though, and they're really great. It's because you, you could just put it mid or something. Yeah. I do have a question for Coco, which is you say that they're going to be able to get top three. Uh, what that would imply that a team in the top three or, you know, like it would imply that, for instance, if people think TLC9 TSM is top three, which I think a lot of people do, that one of those is going to move out. So who would you put in the other top two uh, with them? Well, I want to clear up. I said if they fix things, they can be top three. But anyways, I say probably TSM. Okay. So you think TSM drops down and that's C9 TL Optic, if Optic can fix stuff? Yes. Hmm. I think there will be playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I think for sure they'll make playoffs, but I'm not, I'm just not sold yet on the the top three. Coco, thanks so much for calling in. Is there anything you want to say on the way out? Uh, Just my first topic that I want to talk about is how this year is going to be the best year ever because I'm in Detroit and that's all. Oh, and last year, um, I called rookie of the split and MVP and who was going to win all in week two. You can go look it up. You're smurfing, dude. Week two of oh, summer or week two of spring? When, when was this? Uh, last year, week two. Of? Last split, week two. Last split, week two. Okay. Oh, okay, well, it's, it's week three, but who's going to win the rookie of the split and all that stuff this time around? MVP? Uh, I was I was honestly going to say Jensen. I was thinking that a couple weeks ago. I sh- I'm going to ride it out, though. Jensen, MVP. Rookie, um, Wiggly? Wiggly's Wiggly not a rookie. Count as rookie. Well, then, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's anyone in right now that counts as a rookie. Fake God. Wait, wasn't, doesn't fake God lose his like, rookie status from last split? Does Loss count as a rookie? Loss is not a rookie. I think fake God is still a rookie because I think it's like four games. Does Ruin count? Played. No, Ruin played. No, no he's, he's like TCL the same way. Um, Who started he also, mid? He also played in Europe. So. I forgot. Yeah, Stewie uh, is not a rookie. Sure. Okay. All right. Well, well whatever. Not, Either way. Uh, played in the LCS games way back. Which was always uh, my challenger. Thanks. So I, I guess he's Stewie, maybe. Thank you, Coco Kanja. No problem. Have a good one. Uh, Mark, you, before you grab the next person, I'm going to try and restart Discord because we're getting a little bit of static. Of course, I've been on Discord all day, didn't have any of these issues, and then we start the show. I'll be right back. Maybe it's because you're playing TFT in the background. Maybe that's the problem. I don't think yeah, it's that's it. it, actually. You should. One, one second, everyone. Restarting. Here we go with Travis complaining, says Nerdy Tech Guy. Nerdy Tech Guy could be helping me fix these issues, but instead he's complaining <laughs> about me complaining. Hello. What the fake waters are you drinking these days? Oh, uh, wait. I tried the lemon water thing. And. I think I got like just the very end of the lemon water where it was only lemon and it was just gross. The worst Have you thing tried ever. the uh, the Cubana uh, LaCroix thing? It's like a mojito flavored thing. No. It's pretty bad. Not. But it's a unique experience. So you should try it. Yeah. Huh. Well, I'm I, think, I think it might be better if not solved. Uh, Mark, do you want to grab the next person? Uh, sure. Okay. Well, while he's doing that, a uh, quick shout out to 
Sergeant Muffin Hammer, Saravan Ratio 93, Will D1 Thrill, Punopoly. Oh, I said that already. I hate Snarf. Corey Lulu for ten or for 19 months. Alex for two at ESN Josh for 15 and Enero's keyboard. For typing oh, yeah, you're welcome. Sorry about so that. So much. I'll ES stop it. ESN Josh, free vanilla, quiet pirate for 11 months. Rico Suave 86193 for 18 months and says, damn, you've officially become my longest relationship. And Dr. Manhattan for gifting one to DeRay. Uh, William is here. William, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Louisiana. Louisiana. How's it How's it going down in Louisiana? Uh, it's really hot and kind of miserable. Hmm. Well. Sounds great. That's uh, happy we're not having finals there. Anyway, what do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, well, with all the Timo drama recently, I kind of think there's an interesting discussion around like what pushes the meta so far that it should break the rules and be bannable because uh, i think there's like a lot of inconsistencies that the ruling could potentially uh you know what he's talking about right travis no oh, okay so okay. yeah uh so for people who are unaware there is a high elo uh, uh timo player who will basically sit in your lane randomly as oh, support Teemo. I know anywhere. about this. He'll go top, mid, whatever, and he will camp your lane, steal your XP, he'll tilt your bot laner, and everyone hates playing with him. Yes. Uh, but he says it's a legit strategy. It's a 48% win rate, so, like, it's not good, clearly, but it's also not god-awful. Um, and everyone hates playing with him, uh, but recently he got banned... And I think it was what Night Blue who yes. was like complaining about him. Yeah, Night Blue and supposedly Night Blue got a Riot a friend, friend to do it, and uh, people it seemed like Reddit at first thought that it was like messed up, but then like a bunch of other personalities came out and said that it was okay that he or it was a good thing he got banned, and then it kind of swept the other direction. Right, that's basically the gist of it. So, so William, what was your what was your point about all that? Yeah, I guess like I just think it creates some inconsistencies because I think there's like certain like meta strats like funneling for example. Uh, I know in like earlier seasons the jungle would like leash camps to like the mid laner and stuff like that, where it's kind of like how far can you push the limits of what your lane or role entails before it's like banned. Yeah, I uh, this is yeah, a weird for, one for me. I for feel like if the if the majority of the people in your game feel like you are griefing and this is happening consistently, you know, it's it's like one thing if you try an unconventional strategy or something and people in your game, you know, turn against you because it doesn't go well. But if you're like doing this consistently and everyone seems to hate it uh, and you know everyone hates it, I feel like that's whenever it's an issue. Okay, but like what if I'm like one tricking an off meta champion that's like notably like, wouldn't that also make my team really upset? Should I get banned for that? No, you, I mean, you're playing a champion that Riot introduced in the game to be played. Like, there's, there's like, a weird fine line where it's obviously, like, you're griefing. Like, if you go in and, you know, you're playing you're playing Nunu and it was, like, the old disco Nunu with clairvoyance and stuff and you're jungling and you don't have smite. Like, that's... It obviously doesn't work. Like, it doesn't function. There's no argument for why it would be better. So it's very easy to just say, that's bad. Like, picking, picking a champion just because you want to play it and grinding, like, they're never going to ban anyone for that. And I think that's, like, a really clear line Riot has set. But is uh, the yeah. line that Riot has set correct? 
I mean, in terms of like being able to play champions, yeah. I mean, past that, obviously stuff gets weird. But when you bring up like funneling and that that type of thing, I mean, that one's pretty easy to say that it's it's viable to do because people are just using it to boost. Like mm -hmm. most of these strats pop up from people boosting doing it because it just works and lower elo games and it like guarantees wins and guarantees that you get strong without having to really risk much of anything and it like yeah it dooms your teammates a little bit but it's not that bad so nero do so, you think so that we... that the teemo player should not have been banned um i guess i'm more concerned with like where we draw the line uh so you talk about how like funnels viable and so it like justifies it so in that case is it just whatever is viable we justify well, I, I do want to hone in on this really quickly because I do think it's we're talking about a specific okay. situation. We're opening up philosophically, but I am kind of curious. And Nero and, and Mark, do you think it should the individual should have been banned? Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, but yeah, I think I you're you're, I think you're saying yes, the, Nero? Yeah. Okay. I, I think, I think the so big too. Thing is when you are not following the. Um, like you can select your role, you know, and like support goes in the bot lane. So if you queue for support and then don't go bot lane, you are not really playing the game in a real way. Whereas like funnel still uses the jungle and mid to jungle and mid. It's just about, you know, taking smite and, and how you're actually playing the game out, but you're not like destroying one of the positions to funnel um, realistically where, and it's also not spreading over to the rest of your team. Whereas this specific strategy takes the support position, removes it from the marksman player who wanted the support, and puts it somewhere else who did not want to support. And so you're bleeding over into these other roles, and that's, I think, for me, where it becomes... Where the animal. line is drawn. Right, whereas Funnel is just a mid-jungle, and they probably have to agree to do it, and it only influences... Like, not technically it only influences... Of course, there's spill over to, like, oh, our mid has less pressure. But it's not like the the jungler is suddenly top with smite 24 7 he's mid with smite and he, the mid laner has agreed to it yeah i think the the ruling around it and stuff is obviously going to be intentionally vague because you can't just set a clear line of like this is okay but if you go to this point this is right. bad it's just griefing and if um, the math the vast majority of people playing with you don't like to play with you because they think the strat is bad and they think it's not helping them and there's no proof from your side that it's actually helping the game then it's griefing. Yes. Like you're you're making the experience bad for everyone and it makes sense for Riot to ban that because they don't want people to quit playing their game because someone's making it unfun. Yeah. Right. I think at the end of the day, you have to kind of treat these kinds of really weird fringe cases as weird fringe cases and like actually examine it and then make a decision. So like, while I say the problem with this versus funnel were the reasons I listed, I'm not saying that's like a universal rule that like any strategy that somewhat messes with the positions is instantly bannable, right? Like, uh, going on a case-by-case -case basis on fringe things is better than trying to rewrite the rules to incorporate that fringe case, in my opinion. Yeah, like someone said in the chat, it's soft ending, so it's really hard to pinpoint it. Like, it is it is like very soft, intentional feeding or griefing. It's not feeding in this case, but it's just griefing. Like, he's just funneling experience to, to one lane, basically, and like funneling a gold lead to one lane and sapping it from someone. So, Against I mean, other people's will. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like, I think that's the, the the biggest thing is like it's griefing because no one wants you to do it and you do it anyways. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then of course people say, oh well, picking the champion that people don't want me playing is griefing. And it's like, well, no. But whatever. 
Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense for the most part. So it's really just like it'd be okay if he wants to play with this roaming Timo. So, but like he just can't literally sit mid all game. Like he has to, I guess, focus around bot to an extent. At the yeah, like if he's just power roaming, like he's like shoving bottom and just leaving and then coming back later. Like okay, but you can argue that the roams really aren't that great, but he's just sitting in a lane. Yeah, because I think of like that as the same. Like Bard plays like that. I'm sure there's other supports that could do the same. Well, do you uh, do you feel like that's a a good? Did we cover your topic well enough, William? Yeah, I think that's definitely more reasonable than most of the discussion I've heard on this. Well, subreddit's not usually a good place for a reasonable discussion. Yeah, it's just a touchy, touchy topic. Yeah, people get really mad on the. William, anything you want to say before we say goodbye? Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, shout out to Alienware. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. And uh, that's it. Thank right. you. Well, thank you so much for calling in. All right, on someone to brought up... the next caller. What are you saying? What's up, Monero? Right. Someone, someone brought up Alicopter perma rooms. But, like, that's the topic. That, like, that's the example I just brought up. Like, he starts in lane, and then he leaves. And on a base, he'll go top. Like, he does stuff like that. That's not grieving. That's just an inefficient roam that sometimes works. It's not. It's very different than yeah, sitting I mean, in someone's if, lane the whole game and never going bottom. Yeah, it's, it's pretty different. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, Imagine someone just picked Evelyn and sat out of vision and just sat there. Yeah, that would be um, a little hint. Well, I uh, want to grab the next caller. Off goes Mark. Shouting out some more people. Dr. Manhattan, gift us up to Durant. Oh, I got that. Shadow554, Avonhun2, Plastic Carp for two months, Abusive Pie for 13, Cable55, and Ilaria, Ilaria, I believe, for five months. Thank you uh, for doing that. We got Siege on the show. Siege, where are you calling from? Uh, I'm calling from Michigan. Michigan. Whereabouts in Michigan? Uh, Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Um, so obviously, like you guys already talked about, um, 100 Thieves got their first win, uh, this past weekend. Um, whether it was clean or not, it's a win. Everyone rejoice. I was on the show a couple of weeks ago predicting that 100 Thieves would win the split. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Um, but pretty much what I wanted to bring up was obviously someday, uh, which, uh, I know, I think, uh, I don't know if it was you, Mark, or some of the other casters said that, um, someday was like the bright spot in 100 Thieves. Uh, to get a win, they actually had to sub him out, and especially with like the import rule, they can only have two imports. So I just kind of wanted to get your guys' take on, do you guys think that um, subbing out someday for Fake God was like more of a Band-Aid thing? And if it is more of a Band-Aid thing, what more permanent um, things could uh, 100 Thieves do to like make that like somewhat more consistent? Uh, I think they were just kind of throwing shit at a wall and hoping something worked. Well, mm-hmm. did this? I mean, yeah, this worked, right? So should they... I Let's guess make this the... they beat the other one in five teams. <laughs> Let's yeah. make this. Uh, the, I mean, the I think. Oh, go ahead. Call. My bad. I'm saying let's just generally make this 100 Thieves sure. call. There's been a lot of people who are like, 100 Thieves is fucked, some days better than Bang, Bang is the right option, let's bring in Ryu. There's, there's a lot of opinions, so mm-hmm. let's just make this the general 100 Thieves call, uh, yeah. and hopefully we can answer Siege along the way. Yeah, yeah. totally. One thing I would like to say is that I think that 
Ryu uh, in Force Ligo. I mean, just seeing someone, like, even though in the Golden Guardians game, obviously 100 Thieves lost on Saturday, just seeing Ryu being on a champion and making plays and being proactive was super awesome, like, compared to what, like, everyone has been seeing from 100 Thieves. And obviously, like, that's been improved with, like, amazing, like, doing stuff. So just, like, like you said, like, just throwing shit at a wall. Like, it makes sense, but... Like, do you think that there's any point in the split that you think that they'll, like, settle on something? And do you guys, like, have any ideas what that would be? I mean, I'm sure they'll settle on something. But uh, I feel like when it's throwing around players like this, I obviously have no idea what's going on internally. But it's not like they're making huge individual improvements when they're changing people. Like, changing Fake God for someday, I, I really don't think is an upgrade. It might be an upgrade mm -hmm. for environment or something. Like maybe some days being a dick behind the scenes. Like I don't know. Um, then changing Ryu for Saligo. They're just bringing a guy in with experience, but I don't think Ryu is like miles better than Saligo. He's just actually playing to do something, and Saligo's trying to. It seems like not look bad, so he's just trying to survive. Um, I don't think these changes like suddenly make them insanely better. I don't think their team looked insanely better or different. Um, so they'll probably keep changing things up because realistically they just beat another team that was also changing up their roster. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. I think they'll eventually settle on something, but not because it's good. They'll just yeah, settle on it because it's not working or something. So have you, I don't, I, obviously I, I'm guessing that you watch all the 100 Thieves' bots because you guys played them, obviously. But, like, and yeah. like how I've been looking at things from, like, the past, like, at least this past weekend especially, like, everyone just seems more proactive and everything. So do you, have you just kind of, like, been seeing that, like, on the same level? Or do you think has, that has been increasing? Or is that kind of just, like, maybe the players just being frantic and maybe trying to force too many plays? Um, might be a bit that they're more proactive with the people they have. I'm pretty sure a lot of it will just come from, like, the comfort aspect of, like, Ryu being used to the LCS, like, he's played there. So, mm -hmm. him and Amazing are more willing to go do stuff, whether it's good or bad, they're, like, comfortable doing it. Um, I don't think Saligo looked very comfortable doing it, but I don't think he was exactly prepared to come to LCS. Yeah, that's so, understandable. Like, I mean, that's definitely going to be something that's different, I think, by having that set up. But it's at the cost of their top lane is going to be significantly weaker for now until Fake God gets better. And gets used mm -hmm. to playing in LCS. I think um, I disagree a little <laughs> bit with an arrow. I think based off what I saw, even in their loss first Golden Guardians, uh, was better than what I had seen in any of their other games so far in their losses. Yeah, um, I agree with that. So I think the Ryu change is one that I think they will stick with. Um, I also think, like you know, Nero saying, Sligo is probably not. 100% ready for the LCS. Like I don't think he's age ready, and I think you can hurt a, a younger player's career by putting them in before that time, yep. and they lose yep. confidence, and, and you can really hurt their career like that. So I think even if you know it was a temporary uptick just because honeymoon phase something's different, and Ryu's not going to lead to more wins, I would still keep Ryu in just for that reason alone. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think the rest the rest of it is figuring out if Fake God or someday or Prismal and Bang are the right choices. I think Fake God looked hella sus, um, mm -hmm. but I'm overall optimistic on that guy's career. So I'm, I'm, I, I, almost for the same reason, kind of want him to be someday. Um, but then you get into these weird things like, should Prismal be with Afro or should he be with Stunt? And like, I think I want them to try Prismal in some combination 
with Ryu and someday, because uh, mm-hmm. that might be better. But I, I definitely liked Ryu. I thought he looked more proactive and just like forcing things around the map. Um, and he is, as far as I can tell, I've never worked with the guy, but Ryu seems like a good leader in game for you know finding things to do. So I don't know. I thought they looked better. I still think you know they're they're not going to get out into playoffs by any stretch of the imagination, even with this like you know quote unquote upgrade. But I yeah. like. I enjoyed watching their games. Normally, I watch 100 Thieves games, and I want to fucking die watching them play. Yeah. <laughs> was not the case this time. I'm just... It's so interesting to me, because it's sort of like, if you're on that... If you're running that team, what are you hoping to accomplish? Be- like, obviously, you know, you want first place. But now that you know where you're at and what your options are, it's like, what are you aiming for? Just like, oh, please don't get last place, or we just need to make sure... It's like... This is just like the hangout and try not to lose an, a lot of games split for them, you think? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I think when, because a lot of the communities have been like kind of target, like it's normal, targeting like random people. Like I've seen people like, oh, half was inting. Like some guy posted like, I watched his pro view and he didn't hook for 13 minutes. And people yep. are like, wow, imagine if you did that in solo mm-hmm. queue, how much your team would flame you and like some random shit like that. Uh, people are calling out like individual players like this guy's the problem like if they fix that this will change it when for the most part you really don't need to be like that great of a team individually to actually be better than the teams at the bottom for the most part you just have to actually be a team like you have to be willing to do something together and usually a lot of the teams at the bottom just struggle with the fact that there's probably something wrong in their environment and people are a little bit tilted and frustrated and they don't want to like talk out their things with each other or they're not willing to help each other so they just end up being worse than the sum of their parts like it's not like someday's a bad player it's not like bang's a bad player it's not like amazing saligo all of them are like unable to function at lcs they're just awful like they should stop playing like it's not like that for any of them it's just whatever's going on with their five something's wrong with either how they work together or their team environment and how that's set up like there's just other stuff there and it's like that for all the teams that are like one in five like FlyQuest are one in five now too, right? Yeah, it's not like they're suddenly just awful individual players. They were just in playoffs. Like they just top four in playoffs. It's not like they're suddenly just, they lost how to use the keyboard and mouse over that time. It's like something happened with their team and they have to fix that shit. And it's not as simple as just replacing one person and putting a new guy in. Well, see, do you think FlyQuest was exactly what I was going to talk about? Well, I think just to highlight how important, you know, having a, not only like good team environment, but also a play style. Like in spring, they were the team fight focused, farm tool six, uh, JJ on tanky supports, and uh, you had uh, Santorin farming on like Nocturne and shit like that. And now it's just like their team is completely different. It feels like they lost their way. So, like, part of the problem with teams yeah. like Clutch and 100 Thieves is like, I don't know what that team's standard win is compared to Optic, who also didn't make any changes and is at 4-2 and two because they're like, you know what, Dokla? You're never playing Yorick again. You're playing Poppy, and we're playing around Crown. You know, like, just picking a play style that works for your team and finding it is is super important, too. Yeah. Did we answer your question or talk enough no. about your topic, Siege? Yeah, no, I think you guys covered it well. Thank you. Well, well thank you so much. Anything you want to say before we say goodbye? um well obviously uh thanks uh for having me guys do you mind if i plug a youtube channel that i do stuff on it's totally fine if i don't fine do it 
It's fine. Okay. It's called Siege. <laughs> I make these shitty videos called Genuine Guides. They're they're really bad. No one on this podcast, please go watch them. But anyone else that wants to do anything but play Teamfight Tactics or listen to these guys, have at it after the podcast. Thanks, it's, guys. Wait, is it a Teamfight Tactics guide? No. So I do really shitty videos on, <laughs> on me just fucking around in league with my friends on okay. really stupid champions that's, that's pretty much it like um teamo adc so Makes it's kind of like tactics I'm, I'm actually planning on it i was in a queue for an hour and then they're like oh you can't get in because there's too many people i was trying to today it's terrible so yeah, maybe i'll get around to in this client right now good call uh all right thank you so much siege for calling in yeah thank you a lot guys have a good one have a good one see you man well we tried to fix the audio issues but they're still popping up i'm not sure why sorry friends um Really quickly, though. Is it, is it time? It's time to talk about our sponsor, Alienware. Look at this. It's so much out of focus. I can't. I should have done plan this better. There's an Alienware computer right behind me. Uh, I'm using an Alienware computer. And uh, we have, by the way, I want to shout out because uh, I just got a chance to, to check it out at E3 last week. The M15 and M17's uh, notebooks, which just got a uh, refresh they look beautiful go check those out at alienware.com travis do yourself a favor check them out they got headsets that are coming out in july as well you can do a little bit of searching around to sort of see the announcements around that but the biggest thing the biggest thing is that in less than two weeks rift rivals is going to oh, be happening yeah. and on friday night of rift rivals we're gonna be doing a live hotline league Anero is going to be there in the audience. He'll he'll make an appearance on stage, right, Anero? Because wow. you missed my birthday. Yeah. I'll definitely be there, Travis. There you go. Sure. Are there are there free drinks this time, Travis? Yes, I think so. Uh, don't quote me on that, but I believe so. That's how you get all the pros to show up. Yes. Well, and it's actually well. The nice thing too is it's walking distance from the LCS studio, so I think that that'll be part of it too. Uh, if you are a ticket holder for that day. Uh, you can definitely come in, but there's, we're going to be taking a waitlist stuff. So either way, uh, please check it out. Uh, we'd love to see you there. And also check out Alienware stuff. It's actually, you guys do me a big favor when you go to Alienware.com slash Travis and just browse around. Look at some of their stuff, you know. You don't need to buy anything, but if you do, use Travis 10 off for that 10% uh, discount at checkout. Uh, you can get some good stuff, especially because I think sometimes that code stacks with certain sales. So there's some good stuff out there for you. Either way, thank you so much to Alienware for supporting the show. And we're back. Uh, oh, go ahead. I got a question, Travis. So Rico Suave was going to call in, but his internet was terrible. Uh, so I asked him to write out his points for his topic. Is it okay? You want to just do these sure. now or what? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. All right. So he was saying he thinks CLG will finish top three this split. Uh, and his reasoning was, number one, Rune is a great pickup. He has a good job putting pressure on the other side of the map and generally makes good decision-making uh, when the team's going to fight. The CLG mid and late game is much cleaner now when it comes to decisions. The last game against Golden Guardians in spring split, CLG would have lost after that bot-based turret fight where power people got caught, but they came back. CLG beat TL. Uh, TL was good. I guess that's his third point. And CLG might not have a superstar carry player, but they're a real team. Uh, that doesn't have to just play around one player taking all the resources so they can focus on more calculated play. So that do, was do, let's take a vote. Pitch for CLG. Let's take a vote. Do any of the three of us think CLG will make top three? No. 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 
Okay. Okay. So we don't, we don't need to add the topic that way, but I think we could start off with it that way. Uh, I don't know. I look at that lineup and I feel like, um, I feel like they're kind of in an optic state where they are getting some lucky early wins. I don't think necessarily that they, it's not that they don't deserve first place because apparently more than half the league does, but uh, I definitely think that they are not on par with TL, C9, or TSM. Um, and I don't know if I would say that they're on par with Golden Guardians. I'm not just saying that because an arrow's here, but I do think Golden Guardians is maybe looking a little bit more flashy, a little bit more clean. Um, so I would say maybe they're fifth. Maybe. I think uh, they can get playoffs. Like, I think yeah. that Echo Fox has kind of forced their way out or it's going to be hard for them to get in. And FlyQuest are in the same boat. So realistically, like, to get to playoffs, they just have to stay ahead of those two teams, which I think it's very easy. They're in, like, the same boat as Optic. Well, they have to and stay ahead of Clutch as well, right? Uh, uh, yeah, Clutch. Yeah, I, guess. I was just counting last. Because it's very likely uh, that I actually think, I, if I were to predict right now, all the teams that are in first place are the ones that make playoffs. Whoa, bold prediction there. I mean, I think it could very easily happen, yeah. I mean, CLG did just beat, like, our LCS team. Yeah. So that's a good win for them. They just need to keep beating playoff teams, and it's very easy for them to make playoffs. Yeah, Who so. do you have more faith in, Optic or CLG? Um, hmm. Probably Optic, but it's pretty even. To be honest, I have more faith in CLG I, I because if you don't have, have faith, issues. why are you even here? Uh, God damn it, Mark. What's your actual answer to that question? No, no, no. I actually do think I do think CLG. I think Optic is. I think they are really lucky in the first two weeks, and I don't. And I think while CLG has also gotten lucky, I think Optic had a luckier situation. Um, I do think CLG, especially with Ruin now, it's just like. They're just a, a nudge ahead of Optic in terms of of strength, so I would give them more faith there. By the way, Mark, uh, <coughs> I want to ask you about this because I got flamed just now for because people were like, well, CLG just beat Golden Guardians. Which one do you think is stronger even though that game just happened? Probably Golden Guardians. You like, this is the interesting... I, uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say it's a little similar to Optic where like I don't know how good all they will be when people start banning the Tom Kench. I don't think he's like Dokla level problems with the Poppy, but I think he is legitimately one of the best supports in the league on Tom Kench and like good average to good on other champions. Um, so, but I still have more faith in the entire rest of the roster. Um, CLG to me and like even comparing to Optic, Optic has higher highs and lower lows. Like I prefer Optic's mid jungle duo uh, quite a bit to CLG's. I think Wiggly's been good and Poe's really good, but Crown and Meteos are a better version of that. But their side lanes are better too. So I actually think the battle is pretty close between those two teams. Yeah, like I think CLG has a better top laner and a better bot lane, and I think the Optic just has a better mid jungle duo. So it's an interesting matchup that can be very meta dependent. I don't think it's really in either team's favor because of that. Well, so we, I think that the whole point was, or the question at the beginning was CLG top three, 
Uh, probably not, but we do think CLG is playoffs potential. I think, generally speaking, we think of them as, as fifth place. Am I correct? Around there, yeah. 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 Yeah, around there. I think the top three teams are just more well-rounded. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. All right. I'll go grab someone then. Cool. <sighs> K-Wolf 55 for the two months. Uh, Fragbite Light. I support you, LOL, for the three months. Oh, Fragbite Light, by the way, 18 months. That's crazy. I'm Elvis 4 for 16, and Aduin for 15 months, and says third place should be decided by a team fight tactics match. Not sure if that makes sense, but I appreciate the idea. Warden Winter is here. Warden Winter, where are you calling from? Calling from Idaho. Idaho. What's going on in Idaho these days? Uh, not much. Well, it's pretty dead. I wanted to at least give you the opportunity, but... That's about what I expected. Anyway, so what do you want to talk about in the show tonight? I want to talk about how uh, ProView is going to lead to a lot higher turnover in the lower end of talent in the uh, pro scene because a lot of their weaknesses are going to be noticed both by other teams and even by their own teams more than it would be before. This is crazy. Okay, so Anero, do you think... I, that, I love this topic, by the way, because I think it's super fascinating. An arrow, how much more exposure and insight are you going to be able to get on these players now? Um, because especially the players on your own team, you don't need pro view, right? Like you already see how these guys are playing in scrims. Um, and so yeah. do you, one, is that a factor at all? Do you feel like you gain more info on your players and are like, oh, maybe this guy's worse in this area than I expected or something? Uh, I mean, teams have already been able to be pretty aware of their own issues on their team. And have already been pretty um, unwilling to necessarily replace those with people that might be better than them in academy. So I don't think it will change too much. It'll just make it a lot easier for people outside to to actually see, you know, to yeah. see that these players are playing worse and like point it out. And that maybe puts more pressure on orgs to do something because public perception does have a pretty big weight. And I don't know if everyone really recognizes that, but I know some like um, management ownership level things can be swayed by public perception. Like it's happened in the past before. So it wouldn't shock me if it happens, but it's not like it's going to change too much from staff side of things or like players analyzing each other, or recognizing each other. I feel like everyone uh, kind of got that from scrims anyways for their peers. And you, you guys, I, mean, I don't know if everyone knows this, but coaches and, and teams get their replays of their games from LCS, correct? Yeah, we've always had replays, so I can just watch someone play the game. Right, you don't get to see their mouse clicks, but you generally yeah. get to see what they're doing. You you don't know, oh, this yeah. guy doesn't look around the map enough necessarily, but you can get that from watching yeah. the high scrims. Like, yeah, now I have that part. To look at other teams which usually just helps with like scouting and understanding how other teams work and how their players individually work but it doesn't change the whole problem of yeah teams knowing someone isn't optimal and then replacing them so warden given oh, what an arrow just said about the sort of situation do you do you still think it's the, the same well i think it it definitely allows like for more opportunity of trading players too like you might view the strengths of a player better. And I was wondering, do you get ProView access for the Academy games too, or is it only the LCS stage game? Um, you can't look at Academy games, not through 
Or were you asking about ProView? I'm sorry. Yeah, with ProView. Yeah. No, so I assume you get the replays. I assume you get, I get the like replays, replays for Academy, but no ProView. Like nothing at all for that. Which, if you had ProView for Academy, that would also be nice, but it's not really possible, I guess, since we're not playing Academy um, well, on stage. I haven't checked. Can you watch the Sunday games on ProView? No, you can't. I tried to. Okay. Because it's a, uh, I assume it's a technology that's available at the studio only. So those matches being at the studio, I would think you could do it, yeah. but I guess not. Yeah, no, it's it's not set up. But that would be really nice. It'd be cool to see from Academy people. Yeah, I wonder why they uh, don't do that. Uh, who knows? Maybe it's just their setup doesn't allow for it. Yeah, I have no idea. Well, uh, either way, on the topic of things that you know people maybe sit on their existing talent for too long what do you think would be something that could spurn people onwards to uh start making those replacements or being willing to take more risk because now people always say like oh they don't do it because you know you, you can't risk getting relegated and there are all these reasons in the past but now we have academy there's no relegations it's all this stuff so like what do you think is something that's do you think there's something in specific that's holding people back or is it just like a general cultural fear of uh, people not wanting to look bad or something if a risk goes wrong yeah i think it's still like a general cultural fear of like looking bad for it um i don't think people are too down for like having a a rebuilding season like teams might say it but they're really not down for that like, i'm fairly certain like no one's really that yeah. down for it um like i'm thankful that for our team at least like they're they're down for something like that if it happens so like when we came into this year for things, like we were aware that it's like a rebuilding year because of how last year was for the Golden Guardians. Um, so we we're open to like moving stuff around, but you know, our setup came in and it was actually like a good setup for what we did. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think teams are just worried about looking bad or I guess like if you're a coach on a team, if you have a last place split, it probably doesn't look too good for you and you'll probably get fired. So no one really wants that to happen. And I don't think anyone comes into a split and has a reason for their split to be bad because it's not like we have a draft or anything, right? It's not like, oh, you know, we're waiting until next year. So we get this guy from the draft. that will be really good. Like you have an NBA or something or you're having to worry about like cap space or salary and stuff like that. So it's just like a different yeah. setup. So I think yeah, people only change when it's like panicky. So Nero, your sense. take though is that ProView will only have an impact uh, as far as it affects public perception of pro players. Yeah, I think it'll just be public perception. And if that sways, then that's that's really it. Yeah. It's the only impact. Well, it feels like that'll probably happen given, I don't know, the fact that these little highlights can get clipped. I know you're not supposed to show, but it feels like anything less than 30 seconds, right? It's not going to really care about. Yeah. I'm sure people will clip stuff and put it all over Reddit when someone ends or something. Yeah. In the off chance we don't get a chance to talk about it, uh, with Echo Fox's changes, now that they're one in five and stuff, like I was someone who was like, oh, this looks like a like long-term planning type move, like 2020, they're seeing if Yasui's worth keeping, they're seeing if Lost is worth keeping, they're probably going to keep Solo, who knows yeah. what's going to happen with Rush, and like I thought that that was like some long-term planning type stuff, and to see them go back to Phoenix and Apollo is really weird to me. I don't know what your take is on that. Probably panicking because they lost. I, I don't know. I don't know yeah. why else they would. Like, uh, they're planning on using loss for next year. Then why not? 
just keep using them? Or if they're planning on using a Sui, then why not keep using them? Maybe they were just testing to see if they were good. I mean, Echo Fox has already tried Lost before. They did it the year that um, I quit. So I don't, I don't know what they're really testing on it, but all I can assume is that they started to lose and they don't want to lose, and they probably thought they would still make the playoffs easily with the changeup they did. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to think, but I'm assuming it's panic. Right. Well, uh, thanks so much, Warden Winter, for calling in. Uh, I feel like I feel like that was a pretty good discussion uh, about the ProView stuff. So thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks, everyone. See you. All right, we got uh, three more callers. Might have a little bit of a shorter episode this week, guys, especially because I know we're having the audio issues, which is frustrating. <coughs> uh, Fretful Winter, thank you for the three months. I really appreciate it. Anera, how's uh, how's life? Life's pretty good, especially right now because I just clicked login for uh, Team Fight Tactics and it yes. logged me in and I'm in queue. Apparently, everybody can get in Things right now. Good. There's no queue. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, did you have good. a queue? I'm enjoying things. No, I didn't have one. It just put me right in. Okay. Well, that's good to hear. Life is not stressful. Life is good. I actually really enjoy working um, with Academy and stuff with Golden Guardians. It's really fucking nice. Nice. Is that, is that where you are most of the time now? Do you, how much do you help out on the main roster? Um, really not too much at all. I give like input and stuff on what I think that they could like work on and they yeah. can draft, but I'm pretty much primarily focused on Academy and trying to build up players to go to LCS. It's just been gotcha. what I've wanted to do forever. I've not been able to do. Yeah. Well, I'm going to change the server because I just noticed our Discord server is no located on Hong Kong. Ooh, Maybe okay. we're not Hong Kong. that's a factor. One second. Here huh. we go. I enjoy it. Hello? I'm on green. Okay, we're back. Man, I got one MS on my voice. Nice. Banana Balls is here. Banana Balls, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Greece. Greece. Yeah. Well, uh, what's going on in Greece? Um, it's summer. It's great. It's warm. Awesome. I, I've yeah. never been to Greece. I would really like to go one day. Yeah, you told me so last time I was on the show. Well, I still haven't gone. <laughs> what's up with that why haven't we done this Where, what do you want to talk about on the show tonight so um here's the thing in my opinion the league the league and the standings are pretty much finalized right now i believe that the top six teams are the ones that are gonna uh, they're gonna stay in playoffs with the top three being tsm cloud nine and tsm not in that specific order but you know and the other three struggling for the final three spots with golden guardians having um I don't know, being a step over the other two. As for the final four teams, I don't believe that any of them have a chance in moving up to playoffs, to playoff position, so that's done. And I don't know, this split feels um, that it lacks... The games are fun because the meta is hectic, but other than that, because of the lack of competitiveness among all the teams, I feel like uh, the league is stale. I don't know if that makes sense. And mainly, I believe that's uh, because of how the orcs, the orgs have been acting up. It's pretty much what you guys touched on with the last guy that was on, about how they seem reluctant to make changes. Instead, they focus on keeping up old and maybe not so good anymore talent, like how CLG um, stuck with Dershan for maybe three splits after his prime or after he was 
relevant or how who he was hired to play with 100 thieves last split i don't know i feel like the orgs should be doing a better job of uh, scouting and finding talent and that would fit into the competitive competitiveness of the league and will boost um the entertainment value of it yeah because i don't know right now i believe that if things go on as they are no one's gonna be watching any games other than maybe the top three i can agree with the fact that i think that teams could do better at scouting to at least have like new faces and to not recycle people um but i don't think that's why like the league is necessarily stale like you think uh i think it's always going to be like this where there's going to be some teams that are going to be clearly worse than others and i think that generally that's kind of a it's kind of a good thing to have like your top teams be clearly top teams and to have like a clear middle of the pack and then have a clear bottom set of teams uh i think and that's just kind of normal like it, that exists in traditional sports too like no one wants to watch the like last place baseball teams or something play each other like except for the diehard fans and they'll watch and they'll go there because they have like places to watch in person and they just want to drink and hang out but it's not like they're there to be like yeah this is competitive like our, our boys are going to win it all this year like i don't know it's it's pretty normal for there to be some stale games i think but do you feel like yep. the top games are stale mm -hmm. some of them i do because i feel like the whole thing is decided before it even begins I don't know. I, I just um, where things to spruce up some of their mistakes, or I don't know, perfect, make their the play. I don't know better. I guess mm -hmm. some games would be decided from champion selection. I believe that games that Cloud Nine has lost or uh, TSM have been purely because of they've been fooling around too much in game, or I mean, because of some very specific calls. Yeah, I mean, on things like that, like, if games are getting lost due to calls or, like, champ select, that is just, like, a, a part of the game that happens and can, yeah, be a little annoying, but it happens. Like, teams very often lose games or they have the winning draft, too, and then get flamed for having the losing draft, even though the draft is winning. Um, another thing that might play into this is just the fact that what I will agree on is that I think games can be stale because of the fact that regular season lasts. Uh a little while too long and like playoffs can kind of get decided for some teams and like when you're at the top like I, i've been in that position before when like we were on echo fox um the the games don't matter anymore because your placement's decided like we literally just kind of made sure we had fun for the rest of the split and tried to stay at least competitive but not stress ourselves out and burn out so we weren't taking the games like as seriously and i'm sure like some teams do that like i know last year i'm sure that's what tl were doing towards the end of the year too right when they yeah. were dropping last games split the yeah that's what i mean like last split like i'm sure that's happening but they're guaranteed first so they're gonna like take it back a bit because if they try too hard all the time like you'll burn out and i know like travis you were mentioning in an interview or something about um double lift was talking about burnout from going from this like this last split into msi and then right back into practice because there's like a two-week break so it's important that like there's going to be some boring games so players can rest you know yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think, think that's a fair point. I also agree a lot with what Nero was saying just about like if you look at how traditional or just how sports anywhere works, like yeah, there's favorites 
you know, you come in, you're like, I bet Golden Guardians are making the finals. And, like, in a lot of ways, like, it can kind of make them boring. In that sense, where, like, you know they're going to be great. You know who's going to be terrible just based off rosters. Um, the whole thing about, like, League losing games and champ select. Like, Monero's saying sometimes community tunnels too much on that. But that is just how League of Legends works. That's why people enjoy talking about the draft. Because it is important a lot of the time. Uh Maybe not as much as people think all the time, but it, there are some games where someone like has a sick flex pick and like forces you to do something weird, or someone bans the wrong thing, whatever. Like, it's just another thing to talk about. Uh, I don't know if that's something that bothers you about League of Legends at its core. No, I love I, it. Oh, okay, well, so then I don't, I don't quite understand why it's it's boring to you or concerning to you that people lose in champ select or lose due to calls like if you go back to season two and season three and even season four when the game was at its hypest like people were losing games to calls all the time then too like that's that's kind of just the game of league of legends in that sense my issue ain't so much that people are losing games to calls or champion selection that's that's exactly what you described it's part of the game my issue is that if you're a team that's in uh last place or last uh four i guess in like we are right now why wouldn't you try to spice things up a bit with, by promoting some of your um, academy talent or trying something else? Because that would, um, in my opinion, not the least, maybe it's risky from the business side and from the competitive side or because exactly what you guys were talking about earlier that it might um, uh, have a lot of backlash towards the team and towards <laughs> the, play, the staff and whoever is employed by the team. But if your team is losing in with your old talent and you can do nothing about it, why not try and put in some fresh talent or someone from yeah. the academy that might make the game uh, more um, entertaining to watch? And you're going to give some uh, some new guy the chance to be great. So why not? Yeah, I mean, well, that's what teams are doing, though, too. Like That's what, that's what uh, Echo Fox did because they were obviously like they have results in scrims and they come in and they're thinking that this is best and then they're losing so they're changing it up 100 thieves started subbing in like academy players in their academy matches and like swapping players around and then did an lcs c9 last year when they were slumping before the season started brought in blabber and golden glue and like they did that i feel like a lot of teams do that actually like if they're doing bad they'll swap and it, it happens all the time so i i mean it's there for sure like all the bottom yeah. teams are changing their roster around. The only Maybe one I'm tunneling in. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say the only one who hasn't changed their roster of bottom teams who are at one and five right now is FlyQuest, but they were a, the fourth best team in the league last split. So like, I don't think they should. I would argue they shouldn't swap their roster around. And like, uh, so I think you know, like Anero saying, Echo Fox and Hundred Thieves both have the other two one and five teams. FlyQuest hasn't for good reason. And then one of the other things we hit on earlier was just randomly throwing academy players to the wolves to play against TL is not teaching it's not teaching them anything they're just going to get yeah. ass blasted and they're going to feel bad um, yeah. you know like there's a reason people play in high school and collegiate before going pro often cuz you need time to develop you know part of it in, in traditional sports is just how big your body is and not getting run over by Ray Lewis or something in his prime but like the other part of it is taking time to learn the steps along the way so like fake yeah. god is not going to probably learn that much more playing in LCS than he would in Academy against like Team Liquid. He's just going to get crushed. Um, whereas if you're playing closer around your skill level, you you can probably learn more. Um, I don't think you ever. 
I think you should at times put people in, but you can't just blindly swap out your whole roster or something to, to try and give guys experience. You need to make sure yeah. that there isn't enough basis for them to actually learn. Um, to comment on like the champion picks thing too, because I think you mentioned that and then someone in the chat did as well, um, to like try different picks and stuff. Like I think that's what Optic did that they had success with. I mean, they just put Dokla on tanks, which yeah. aren't really the meta top and like it worked for them and it's good. But I mean, that one's not really entertaining. Like, no one has fun watching a poppy show up in a fight and just like. Yeah, but they have fun around. watching TF, I guess. Yeah, I mean, well, TF as well has been like a meta pick. Like, it hasn't popped up on stage, but literally everyone in scrims has like played it at some point, and it's been there. Um, but like, if you're wanting a team to come out and do like what G two did, where they play Yumi Pike bottom, I mean, there's a reason there's like meta picks that everyone plays, and it's because they're the strongest. And usually, if you're a bad team, you're just trying to have like the strongest base composition you can have so that you have the best chance of winning and trying like this extra creative stuff when you're already not playing well as a team is even harder like you can't play like yumi pike and be a bad team and suddenly you're gonna win like it's actually gonna make your game really hard and you're just gonna end like you're gonna look really bad on stage uh creativity so. and really unique drafts is usually like the cherry on top of a good team it should not yeah. be the entire cake of your good team um you Agreed. can sometimes be creative to like get a win or two, but there's really it's it's really hard to be a great team who is like is completely founded on being creative. Like G2 is creative, and oh yeah, they also basically have top five players in every single position. Like top two, if we're being honest, in like four yeah. of their positions. Mm -hmm. So it's it's hard for teams to just do that. It's really difficult. But... Can I touch on a little something that you guys said? Actually, Banana um, Balls, I'm sorry, we're, we're running low on, well, we're not running low on time, but I do want to get to the next two callers and then maybe wrap uh, up the show because right, I know the audio issues have been rough, but I really appreciate you calling in. Sorry, bro. Okay, okay. Never mind then. Thank you. Is there anything you, you guys want to say? On? On? Yeah. Is there any shout outs or anything you want to say at the end? Um, nothing in particular. I'm going to be in Athens at the, for the LEC finals, I guess. Oh, congratulations. So, nice. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for one. having me on. Have fun, guys. Thanks, Thanks man. See ya. I'm going to restart Discord again because last time I think that helped a little bit for a little bit and it seems to be getting worse. Um, so I'll be right back. Sorry about this chat and any VOD or podcast listeners. I'm really frustrated by it. Uh, it was working fine right before I did the show, so I'm thinking it's an exploit issue or something. Yeah. I mean, when I unmute your stream, it sounds fine to me too. So I don't know what's up. No, I mean, I'm I'm definitely hearing it a little bit through the speakers. I think it's just, I don't know, maybe I need to update Xplitter or something. It's just it's strange because we weren't having this issue before the, yeah. the show started. But that's how these things work sometimes. Blackout three thousand, thank you for the ten months. Impossible Katana, thank you for the eight. And Cygnus, thank you for the prime. Looks like uh, we have our next caller on D Lord M. D Lord M, where are you calling from? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you're our first caller from Saudi Arabia. What do you want to talk about on the show? Uh, actually, I've been noticing that Riot shifting more. I mean, it, it used to be more entertaining to watch LCS before, like, three years ago than now. They're advertising more. They're increasing the ads between the matches and everything. And that's kind of, you know... Um, for me, I watch I watch League because I love the competition. I love to watch teams play against each other. So when 
right? Starts. I think that they're killing the competition. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a lot of the ideas that they present. I like. I I I sub or buy most of the products that they advertise. But again, I feel like their focus is shifting more to advertising than promoting the competition itself. Mm. Well, I think one, I, I mean, obviously we could, we've got an Alienware logo on the screen right now, but I don't mind them trying to monetize the league. Uh, I don't mind them trying to monetize the league because I think that's a good thing. Um, because before, you know, like there was a lack of sponsorship, so I don't mind the increased advertisements, but I do think if you feel like they're not doing as well of a job sort of telling the stories or having the content, like if the, the league product is lessening while those advertisements are increasing i could see that being an issue is that kind of what you're getting at yes yes exactly i right. feel like the advertisement is taking over the leak content <coughs> well uh what do you what do you guys think uh mark or an arrow uh this is a weird one for me to talk too much about because you're part of the broadcast yes but i'm just curious right. if you have anything you feel like you can sort of speak to i think um one of the things that's going on in NA right now is there is a turnover of on-air talent uh, that it, people generally latch onto talent uh, for good reason. They're kind of the face of the product and the broadcast. Um, and this probably isn't speaking directly to what D Lord was talking about. I think it could be a bit more of a tangent, but like I've noticed a lot of people talking about the dive, team fight breakdown, this or that. Um, broadcast in general like chat's gone sirene's gone uh there's just general turnover and it people always want to latch on to that thing like when monty left there was that people just couldn't stand or not just couldn't stand but really missed him in korean broadcast when joe miller and d-man left they really missed him in the eu broadcast and it took a while for eu to find like their new not really fine but for i guess the community to forget that, that all that stuff is gone so i think there's a lot of people right now, in general, slightly in this weird limbo of watching the NA broadcasts, where they're missing a lot of their old talent and stuff. That I mean, Jay, that was great. I'm not gonna pretend like <laughs> he was in the fucking. Hey, uh, great... sorry. Can, whenever we're getting your coughs a little bit, D Lord. So if you cough, can you just mute the mic? Uh, yeah, sure. Sorry. Sorry. sorry go ahead, Mike. Uh, yeah. So I'm just saying. I think there's been a turnover as well as with franchising introducing new ads. Um, and like the countdown being this new product that they're trying to do more of their push pro view. There's a lot of change happening in general right now. And like, if you were a fan, like what is there to hold on to? And it's, it's honestly not much uh, as all this change goes on because even the talent is turning over. Like yeah. That. I haven't honestly felt too disrupted by the ads. And honestly, it's kind of a thing that we have to accept that if we don't have ads, we just won't have a competition. Like it, it just won't exist. Like we kind of have to ease people into being used to advertisement because we need it to sustain the league. Like owners are going to want that. It's really important to have that in some way. Um, so if we just never do ads, like we got to find a different way to get money. And I don't know, there's plenty of ways around ads too, unless you're meaning like the baked in ads that cycle through the game or like the, the broadcast itself does. Yeah. Um, but I do think there's a fair, I think Mark raises a fair point though, which is sort of the state of the broadcast is in an awkward place. It's definitely a transition year. I think 
you know, my hope is that there's a lot of stuff being worked on behind the scenes um, to try to make things uh, a little bit better. And we will see, um, you know, like if 2019 is kind of an awkward year, 2020 comes back because it does make sense that like, okay, we're seeing a lot more ads. Wouldn't it be nice to also see the content kind of level up as we're seeing more of this revenue being created? So we'll sort of see how that goes. Uh, D-Lord, is there anything else that you would, uh, is that sort of cover your topic? Yeah, exactly. That's all. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Sorry, we're having, on top of the audio issues we're having, I think we're having a little bit of mic issues with you. But thanks so much for calling in all the uh, way from Saudi Arabia. That's really the nice. lag. Yeah, it's the lag because I'm calling all the way from there. It's, yeah. uh, it happens, yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so yeah, much for the call. It's a pleasure to be here. Big fan. Keep thank it you. going, man. Thanks. Have a good one. To you, too. Travis, you got to put the servers in Saudi Arabia, the Discord server. Yes. Next time we have a caller, we'll switch over to, to there for them. Um, looks like we got one more caller to go if you want to go grab them. Um, off Mark goes. Uh, Cygnus, thank you for the Prime. And Gully Pete, thank you for the 11 months. Uh, and Arrow, thanks for being on the show tonight. I actually really appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Hey, no problem, man. You know I've got plenty of free time. <laughs> well... I'm sure I, you could be playing Teamfight Tactics right now, so I appreciate that you I sacrificed that for this. Yes, um, It actually filled my time until I could get in the server, so yeah. it's worked out perfectly. Yeah. Well, uh, looks like Mark should be bringing the last person here any second. I'm sure they're doing their final mic test right now. He looks confused. So I don't know if they're having some tech issues. would be hilarious if the last caller ended up dropping out, but they should be here in just a second. Here we go. League of Casuals, welcome to the show. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Greenville, North Carolina. Greenville, oh, yeah. North Carolina. Nice to oh, nice to get a call from. I don't know if we've had a Greenville caller before. Uh, what would you like to talk about on the show tonight? Um, I just want to kind of toss up a conversation for you guys to have because I'm not an expert, but you guys seem to be. Um, I think we should go back to best of threes. Oh, boy, this call. Okay, continue. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get my word vomit out and let the smart people talk. Um, uh, I'm not a marketing guy. I'm not an analyst or a coach, but I think we would, we would all benefit from going back to best threes because the tie thing, like the ties, six people in first place is stupid, quite frankly. Um, we only have one week, you know, we, or we only have one game for a full week to show somebody's talent and then they're swapping players in and out and it just looks really volatile. And I think if we had more more chances for these players to prove themselves, we would have less like mental deterioration over that full week on Reddit than just getting blasted. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it would just be easier for us to see like, oh, wait, so-and-so is not just a bad player. They just had one bad game. <coughs> and narrow eyes. More... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Um, oh, and narrow, I assume you're in favor of best of threes. Uh, no, I'm not in favor of best of threes. Oh, I... wow. I, I mean, I think I was on your show last time and there was a best of threes or best of one thing. And I know, like, teams like it, and I get that. But, like, regular season is so fucking useless, to be honest. Like, <laughs> it's good for deciding the playoff teams, and that's great. And then the best of series start mattering. I honestly think that if you're a good team and you can't get the playoffs in best of one, uh, it sucks for you. But, like, you should probably just get more consistent. Um, like, teams can choose games in best of one. But if a team is cheesing every single best of one game and somehow making playoffs, they fucking deserve it. Good for them. 
they're they must be really smart at figuring out other teams but like in terms of like were you listening earlier um league of casuals and i was talking about how like most of the games once it gets to a certain point like playoffs is decided and it people take them a lot less seriously yes the same thing happened in best of three when that was happening and it makes like a lot of the series not really matter like a lot of the teams aren't taking it too serious and it the games aren't going to be that much more fun to watch because the players need to be able to not take it as serious so that way they can avoid burning out like actually being at the studio and playing those three-hour games every weekend like it's it's really not that much of a time commitment it, it's really really not that much but if you're at the studio and you're having to show up early and you're waiting for like the two worst teams to play ahead of you or something and they're just having like an hour-long slugfest in each game and you're just stuck there fucking waiting it's really hard as a player it's just annoying if your whole day is just shot and yeah like we're obviously talent we're meant to like deal with that because we're getting paid for it but it's a it's a little taxing and then when you combine that to playoffs is going to be best of five then if you go to an international event it's more best of series it's pretty difficult and I feel like spectators like the idea of it because they want to know who's better, but they don't like the idea of actually sitting there and watching it. I also think, uh, to chime in, like, I know it's done a good job covering it from the team perspective. From a broadcast perspective, it was tried and it failed. Now you could say, oh, they split the streams and that was the problem. Uh, and they try to jam it all into two days. They should spread it out more. But then you're making it worse for teams with their burnout and having to play on, like, three separate, two, two separate days over the course of the week or something like that. Uh, you know, the point about watching two shit teams, if it's the only thing on, people just don't watch. Um, yeah. You know, it, it creates a whole hook broadcast problems that hurt the leagues pretty bad, uh, you know, two or yeah. three years ago. And then people always bring up like, oh, but it's more competitive. They'll train them to be better. That's just not true. Uh, we yeah. did not perform any better at Worlds the two years we had best threes. And we've just had our best international performances back to back recently in best of ones. So I don't, I mean, like, yes, more stage time is always better, but that's not the reason that we're winning or losing internationally. Yeah. Like mm. that was, that was the argument way back then too, is that like you get more on stage games, but like you, you're practicing the same amount during the week. So if you need the on stage games to get better then the practice is just bad, like you must just be doing something wrong in practice and we can't get better from that. Yeah. Uh, like someone also brought up in the chat about how like, there's like, why does it work for LCK and LPL? I mean, they, they like, they stagger their games throughout the week. Like they have two best of series at night and that's like really it. But we don't do that in, in a, like all, all of our broadcasts essentially needs to be on the weekend. So if we're doing it, we're sending everyone to the studio to play. And then I guess we add another day, but it's still like the same thing. And it's I almost, guess yeah. define works for them. Like, okay, is. I mean, obviously people don't watch Korea because it's a shitty time of night, but like, what are your metrics for success of working for them? You're talking about from a competitive standpoint, like they're better regions than us. Like I can list a million reasons they're better than just they play more games on stage. Uh, if you mean from a broadcast perspective, it works for them. I would say, okay, like regions are different. Who knows how California has to pay people to do things. Like there's a million reasons yeah. it might work for them and not work for us, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I feel like it's a tough like it, this this is always going to be a debate because there are actually a lot of downsides to best of ones and there's a lot of downsides to best of threes and so it's the type of thing where you can always make the argument well like 
look, here are these arguments in favor of best of threes or against best of ones or vice versa. Ultimately, though, I think like the viewership is such a huge part of it um, that look, you know, like people want to run a league that a lot of people watch. And if you're making decisions that make a lot of those people not watch it anymore, you know, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. And, and I do feel like I'm inspired by the fact that, you know, North America and the West are doing well in our own system, as Mark said. So I don't know if that covers it, League of Casuals, but I, I appreciate the call regardless. I will say that I think best of three is like the best way to find out which teams do better. Yes, mm. that's indisputable, just, but it just kills viewership. Like, really but a best of five might be better at finding out who the best yeah, team is. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. That, that's the slippery slope. And like Canero said, you know, how many teams have we not sent to playoffs? We were like, God damn, that might have been the best team in the league that we just, this best of one system screwed them. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I can't think of a time where I was like, Oh boy, CLG missed playoffs. Woo wee! If they were in best of three, they would have made it and won the whole thing. They got screwed. Yeah, it just I, finds the better sixth place team. Hey, League yeah. of Casuals, thanks so much for calling us. Is there any shout outs or plug, plugs you want to say here at the end? Uh, no, just thanks for letting me uh, be wrong on air. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I totally hear what you're saying. That's why I wanted to hear people that actually know what they're talking about discuss it. Um, yeah. Uh, but th yeah, thanks for letting me on. Uh, big fan. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks Thank so much for the call. Bye. Thanks, bro. See you. Have a good one. Gotta gotta love having another uh, North Carolina boy <laughs> on the call. That's right. I forgot you were from North Carolina. Yeah, I'm from Greensboro. He's from Greenville. Well, it's we're a bit really of a shorter episode today, guys. I uh, uh, I'm sorry. Also, I'm sorry if I felt a little or seemed a little detached from it. I, I was feeling a little under the weather, but also. Um, just trying to figure out the audio issues. I, I will try to get these fixed for next week. Um, please be sure to check out um, the live hotline league that we'll be doing. We'll do one next week, I believe, but we'll also be doing one that weekend. So it should be pretty fun. Uh, Mark, anything that you want to... Uh, no, let me play here? Teamfight Tactics. I think maybe we'll all go play Teamfight Tactics. An arrow? Uh, no, just shout out to uh, my org for being so fucking great. Awesome. I love Golden Guardians, and thanks for having me, Travis. Well, uh, thanks everyone for watching. Uh, I love you all, and that's the show.